Land Conquest. Land valuation. Now, this is the section, uh, this is the video where we talk about how to figure out what a property is actually worth, which is very, very important, obviously. So in this business, if you could figure out what a property is worth, then you know what you can buy it for, and then obviously what you can hopefully resell it for. So what is a piece of land worth on the open market to achieve a sale in under 60 days? And that's kind of our criteria, and that's when we're talking to brokers and agents, and that is, that's what we're looking for. That's the number that we're looking for. We're not looking for a full retail value where we're sitting on a property a year in order to sell it. We're looking for a price that the land would be worth on the open market to achieve a sale in under 60 days. Now, typically this value is anywhere between 70% to 95% of the full retail value, depending on how hot the market is. You can normally force a quick sale as long as you uh, discount the property appropriately. So how hot is your market? That's one thing you have to determine. If there have been more sales than active listings in the past 12 months, the market is uh, what I'd consider pretty active. If there have been more sales than active listings in the past six months, this is considered a hot market. These are just general criteria, by the way. Now, if there are more active listings than sales over the past 12 months, this market is fairly slow. So there's different degrees of hot and slow, but these are just uh, reliable kind of benchmarks that we go by to, to get a good feel for, for what a particular market is like. Now, your estimated sale price is based off of these, these general categories. Hot markets, you know, you could generally get between 90 to 100% of full retail value and still sell it quickly if it's, if, it's, if it's a good property. In active markets that are, you know, somewhat normal, um, but balanced, you'd be looking at anywhere between 80 to 90% of retail value. And the slow markets, you're going to have to be more aggressive on your price. You're going to have to price it 70 to 80% of retail value generally. And in slow markets, you'll definitely be wanting to look at the active uh, listings and you'll want to price your property at the lowest end of those active uh, comparable listings in order to stand out and, and get your property sold above those other ones. Comps, you'll hear this term thrown around quite frequently when we're talking about real estate investing. And it's another word for comparable sales. Now, finding comps is the best way to determine a value of a property. And basically, we're looking for a like property that has sold recently in that particular area. Now, the best place to find this data as a land investor is either on Zillow, Redfin, or Realtor.com. Now, I'm assuming that you don't have access to a local MLS data. Uh, that would be your best form of uh, comparable information, the best place to find comps. But most land investors do not belong to any MLSs all across the country. So your next best option is to use these free tools that are easily accessible. Now, uh, some of these tools are great in particular areas and not in others. Uh, so you just have to kind of get a feel for it. Maybe uh, Redfin and Zillow are the ones that we use the most. So we're looking up a particular area on both sometimes and see what has the better data or more information. So for valuation purposes, only consider the sold properties and not the active listings. Sold properties are the only comps that actually matter. We look at active listings sometimes if we want to get an idea for the competition when we put our properties on the market. So you can reference active listings to determine that competition, but, but only the sold properties should determine the actual value of the property. 
Polling comps, you'll hear this thrown around a lot. For rural areas, you'll want to choose a countywide and then narrow it down by the map. For smaller or subdivision lots, choose the zip code and then narrow it down on the map but for the individual subdivision. So a criteria that you want to do, you'll want to choose land only. So you don't want to be looking at houses when you're looking up these comps. You'll define an acreage range or a lot size, and then you'll define the last sale date. For rural land, you'll want to create a map for the property you're evaluating and note the following. Acreage range, location, could be proximity and relation to cities, towns, major roads. So you kind of hone in on a particular area by looking at that those proximity to those things. You'll note any positive or negative features. Could be topography, access, wetlands, flood zone. And uh, go to Zillow, Redfin, or Realtor.com and start your search there. Choose land. Choose an acreage range. In particular, if you're, say, you're looking at a 10-acre property, you would probably search uh, anywhere between that 5- and 20-acre range to get a uh, to get a cross-section of properties that are somewhat similar in size to the particular property that you're looking at. And then you'll also choose the sale date, uh, typically six months or 12 months in slower markets. Next, you'll view the map and narrow in on the general area of the land that you are evaluating. One thing that's important is to only consider MLS listings. So you'll be filtering out these, these other off-market sales that, were, that you'll see on there. Uh, you'll generally have to click on each one and then determine if it's an on-market or off-market listing. A little bit more about that in some of the examples that we'll go through so you'll be able to determine how, how to tell if it's an MLS listing or if it's an off-market sale. Also, you'll want to note the days on the market and the listing history. Very important. You want to see how fast a property sold, um, how it was priced, and then you know how quickly it got under contract. Uh, you'll choose the most similar properties in the general area. So for rural properties, no two properties are going to be the same. You're just going to have to find the most similar comps. Uh, could be uh, similar in topography, uh, similar road frontage, similar landscape uh, features. And then you'll just have to adjust for any variances from your comparable sales. Could be different size property, could be days on the market, could be topography, road frontage, landscape features, any of the differences that you see in the comparable sales, you'll want to make slight adjust adjustments to kind of determine the value of, of the uh, property that you're looking at. So you'll then also view comparable listings. Now, you'll check the details on the list date, price reductions, the popularity of the listings, and notes. On Zillow, you can actually see how popular a listing is. You'll see how many times that property has been viewed, how many times it's been saved, so they're very good information. Now, if you see a property on Zillow with no views and no saves, you'll know pretty quickly that that property is probably overpriced and maybe not such a great property to begin with. And then you'll adjust the anticipated sale price for a quick sale, 75 to 95% of retail, depending on the market conditions and taking all these factors into consideration. Comping rural properties is kind of an art form that you'll get better at over time. Like I said, no two properties are the same, but you have to take all these factors into consideration. And I like to always skew on the conservative side when we're determining these properties that we're buying. If we beat our expectations, that's always a good thing, but you don't want to be overly optimistic when you're determining a value of the property. 
the last thing you want to do is get stuck with the property because you over anticipated what you could actually sell the property for in the end. Now we're looking at the comping suburban or infill lots. It's a little bit different of a process. First step is that you'll create the map for the property you're evaluating and note the following. So when I say create the map, generally you'll be doing this in a software like uh, Land ID. So you'll note the lot size, you'll note the location in the subdivision and its relation to kind of major roads, area of the city, town, et cetera, et cetera. And then you'll note any positive or negative features. You know, is the topography flat? Is it is there a view there? Is you know what kind of access is there? Is there wetlands, flood zone, everything? You'll look at that on on something like Land ID to kind of determine these factors. Uh, after that, you'll go to Zillow, Redfin, or Realtor.com, and then you choose land, choose the acreage range, choose the sale date. Typically, six months or twelve months in slower markets. So you don't want to go out longer than that unless you absolutely have to. And if the market is moving quickly you want to choose sale dates, say within the past six months or even in the past three months, if it's a subdivision area where there's a lot of comps, you wanna evaluate the most recent comps. And then you'll view the map and kind of narrow in on the general area of the land you're evaluating and then also kind of zone into the particular subdivision that you're looking at. Again, we're only going to consider MLS comps. You wanna filter out the the comps that are off-market sales. Uh, it could be, you know, a family transfer or could be some sort of special deal that they were able to give to someone. But generally, it's not an on-market sale, so it's not a true market value in many cases. Also, then you'll note the days on the market for the, uh, the property and the listing history. You'll choose the most similar properties in that same subdivision. Now, if comps are unavailable in that same subdivision, you'll choose nearby and similar subdivisions with the same type of characteristics. Could be the same age of homes, could be the same quality of homes and things like that. So the same subdivision is definitely the most preferable. And then only if you have to go outside that subdivision, um, I would do so. And then you just adjust for any variances from your comparable sales. Now, it could be you know, slightly larger property. It could be days, like if the property had, if your comp had a huge amount of days on the market, um, maybe that was slightly too high for, for what you're looking at. Also topography, road frontage, landscape features, all those different things come into play in these subdivision comps as well. And then you'll view comparable listings to kind of determine the market conditions and reference any similar competitive listings. Uh, you generally want to be at the lower end of what the competitive listings are as for when you put your property on the market. You can check things on there like the details on the list price, the price reductions, and the popularity of the listings like we talked about on Zillow and more. And then you just adjust your anticipated sale price for a quick sale. You know, 75 to 95% of retail is kind of where you want to be, and that's depending on the market conditions for that particular area. Below this video, we have also included some kind of cheat sheets that give you a little bit of a process to go through for finding these comps, whether it be for a rural area or a subdivision infill lot. So basically a checklist of things that you go down uh, to kind of pull these comps. As you do it more and more, you'll get very used to this and you'll get really good at kind of determining values of these properties. Uh, in the next video, we're gonna be going through some examples of of uh, pulling comps for a particular property 
and then also determining what the value of those particular properties are. So I highly recommend that you watch that video and get a real idea of how to put this information to use.